Hi, this is Wendy from HMO Success and thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, Today's episode is episode 42. Should you leave your job? Welcome to the HMO Success podcast. My name's Wendy and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. It's a big decision to take, isn't it? To decide whether or not you should make a plan to leave your job. And there are lots of different things to weigh up. So on today's podcast, I want to help you weigh up the pros and cons of deciding to go full time in property or deciding to stay in your job. There are quite a lot of areas to consider and it's really something worth taking some time over thinking and planning. But if at the moment you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overworked, you're feeling underutilized or undervalued at work, it's certainly something that many people have considered doing is giving up their job. I am one of them. Only five years ago, I gave up my job, my well-paid job, in order to work full-time in property, and I have never regretted the decision. It's been something that I've loved doing, and it means that I can live life on my own terms. So what are the reasons that you might be considering giving up your job? Well, because of COVID, a lot of people are finding that their jobs are no longer giving them the, the benefits that they once had. Yes, they might be still earning a good salary, but working from home can take its toll, particularly if you're also juggling childcare and homeschooling. That in itself, oh dear, I take my hat off to you if that's what you're doing. I know the feeling. But not only that, maybe during COVID, you've had a chance to have a think about what you're doing and why, and beginning to wonder whether it's really as fulfilling as you once thought. In fact, just a few months ago, one of my friends said to me, I really wish I'd started investing in HMOs before COVID because now I would have the chance to give up my job if I had that choice, but I haven't got the choice. So don't leave it too late. It might be that right now your job is giving you some sense of satisfaction, but actually in a few years time that can change. So What are the reasons why I would recommend you seriously consider this as an option and start to make a plan to leave your job? Number one, you can live life on your own terms. You decide exactly when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, how hard you work. It's great because it gives you total control of your diary. Nobody else is putting meetings in that you don't agree to. Nobody else is telling you where you need to be and at what time. And it gives you a massive amount of freedom being able to be self-employed and live life on your own terms. You can choose how many property viewings you do. You can choose how many people you speak to a week about investing. It gives you a lot more opportunity to build your property business. And of course, this is one of the the, the areas that uh, sometimes we can miss is that we might be worried that once we give up our job, we're not going to have a steady income and how sustainable is our property income. But of course, by not having a job, by not swapping your time for money anymore, of course, you've got a lot more time then to go and look for deals and make more money. So actually, it's not only sustainable, but it gives you the compound growth effect from continually being able to work on your business. You can also, of course, increase your health. And this is an area that I really wanted to improve when I left my job. I knew that I didn't spend enough time in the gym. I sometimes grabbed food on the go and I didn't really eat or live very healthily. But since being able to work on my own terms and live life as somebody who is now financially free, it gives me the opportunity to run, to take exercise and to eat more healthily, which I think is a massive benefit, giving me more energy and giving me a much more positive outlook on life. 
As a result of that, I also think that it can improve your relationships. Since becoming financially free and not having to earn money anymore through a job, I've spent a lot more time with my family. Um, I've got a young son and I've got three older boys and it's just given me the opportunity and the energy to spend more time with them and to help them when they've needed me. Also with my spouse, we run our businesses together and we work very closely together and it's been really good for our marriage as well. He also loves running and keeping fit so occasionally we even go for a cycle or a run together although he's a bit faster than me which is a bit annoying. It means that you can decide what your priorities are. So whether you love to go on holiday, whether you like to give back to your community, um, whether you have a hobby that you'd like to explore, your life is in your hands now. You don't have to worry about swapping your time for money and giving it all to a job that you maybe have become very dissatisfied with. Now, of course, you might be very torn and I know that people who have jobs which they consider to be vocations are often in that mindset of feeling a a kind of guilt about the thought of giving up their well-paid job. And even if it's not so well-paid, I completely understand that sense that you've probably spent a lot of time studying, you've spent a lot of investment, you've put a lot of investment into getting to the point you are today. Maybe your family have also made great sacrifices to help you to be where you are today. And you're now beginning to wonder whether in fact this vocation is really what you want to do for the rest of your life. That can be a guilty secret and you don't want to share it with anybody and you're struggling with that. Well, let me let you into a secret. Many people feel exactly the same way. And there's one word that begins with C, that sets you apart from them. It's courage. Sometimes we've got to have the courage to do what we believe is right for us. And while it might mean having to break the news gently to our family who have spent all that time and investment getting you through your degree, getting you through all your exams, helping you on the property ladder maybe, if that vocation is no longer serving you, I suspect you're not going to be so good in that particular role either. Passion comes from within and if you're not intrinsically motivated to do the job that you once loved doing and is no longer serving you as a person, wouldn't you be better doing something that actually motivates you and gives you passion rather than trying to fit yourself like a a round peg into a square hole? It just doesn't work, does it? You'll be much more uh, efficient in what you do, you'll be much happier and more content in what you do. And as a result, of course, you'll actually serve people much more effectively. Now, there are, of course, some downsides to giving up your job. There's some downsides to being self-employed or working for yourself. If you're a director of your own limited company, or if you are uh, working perhaps in some sense, um, maybe as a consultant, or you're going to be going, you're going to be launching a, a new business or some kind of new property business. There are downsides to doing this as well. And you have to be aware of those before you decide you're going to send in your notice to your boss that says, I quit. First of all, routine. You know, in a job, you have a very straightforward routine. And generally, unless you're doing a lot of different shifts, you'll find that the nine to five is probably a fairly standard working routine. Now, what does this mean when suddenly you no longer have that nine to five? Well, it's lovely being able to lie in and have a cup of coffee in bed and read and watch the news and live life on your own terms. 
But let me tell you, after day 20, after day 30, after day 50, you'll be wishing that you had started a great routine and you'll be wishing to be back at work because actually, you know, (laughs) that we all need a good routine. Human beings thrive in routine. And I do believe that a great routine will give you much better results as well. So deciding and designing a routine from the day that you start in your new role as a self-employed person is vital if you're going to be successful and you're going to be productive. Now, linked to routine is motivation. Um, It's very easy to lose your motivation when you're working for yourself because you haven't got anybody you're accountable to. And that's why I really do believe that mentoring and coaching are very powerful tools to help us all to become more productive. So if you've been wondering about whether you need someone to keep you accountable, to keep you focused and to keep you delivering on what you're intending to do, what your results would like, what you'd like your results to to be, but you haven't got a plan of action to execute, then please do get in touch because my mentoring program is there to help people just like yourself who might need that extra level of accountability. If you don't have a mentor, if you don't have a coach, you have to rely on your own self-discipline and of course sometimes that can wane can't it even in the best days or the the best weeks we have sometimes it's not just focus and energy that we lack but it's actually seeing the wood for the trees working with somebody who's a few steps ahead of you who's done what you're trying to achieve can be immensely powerful Certainly in my own case, I always have a business mentor. I've got a great business mentor at the moment. And whenever I have a problem or an issue in the business, sometimes he'll say to me, well, that's the state, that's, that, that's the level you're at at the moment. That's, that's the state your business is in at the moment. These are the things you need to do to change it. And sometimes it's to do with sales. Sometimes it's to do with cash flow, but sometimes it's to do with mindset. And I need someone who's going to help me to move from the level of mindset that I'm at right now to where I need it to be in order to grow my business. You've probably heard of the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule states that 20% of the time you will be doing work which achieves 80% of the results. So what does that mean for you? It's very easy to get drawn into the other 80%. The other 80% of stuff that really doesn't give you results, but you just get tied up with. Now, a good mentor will be able to see where the 20% is the effective part of your activity and will help you to focus on that 20% rather than on the 80%, which is really just time wasting and which you could delegate. If you don't have a coach or a mentor, this is a really good exercise for you to do, to spend a whole week writing down all the separate individual tasks that you do running your business. And at the end of the week, highlight the ones that have produced the best results. Which are those ones which actually have got you to where you want to be? Which of those uh, tasks or activities have pushed your business forward? And which have just been a time and energy drain? Because that's the 80% you want to start to ditch or delegate. Now, another trap that people fall into when they give up work is overworking. It's really easy to work even harder when you're working for yourself than when you're working for somebody else. (laughs) This has happened to me too often. Sometimes my family will say, Wendy or mum, you are a workaholic. And I've heard that on more than one occasion. 
Well, that's partly because I love what I do. I love creating podcasts. I love helping people create profitable HMO portfolios. And I love doing the creative stuff around my business. So sometimes it's true that I can be up till midnight. Sometimes it's true that I'm up very early in the morning. But this is my choice, of course. It's not because somebody else has made me do it. So it is slightly different, but it's certainly a trap to look out for. And that's, of course, where the self-discipline to have a really good routine comes in. When you're working for yourself, you can suffer fear. It's true that even working for somebody else can give you fear. Fear of what might happen if you were to lose the job. Fear of what might happen if the market changes and perhaps your industry changes. Fear to what will happen to you in retirement. These are natural, normal human fears that we all have. But I think working for yourself brings upon it even more fear if, for example, you are then the main breadwinner for the family. You begin to doubt that you are going to make ends meet. You begin to worry that your income stream is going to dry up. If you're reliant on property as your income, you might be worried that your tenants are going to leave or that the boiler is going to blow up and you're going to have lots of added cost. Having a good system that allows you to keep a good eye on the future is uh, critical to enable you to have that foresight. So a cash flow forecast, for example, in your business and understanding that you need to have some money in reserve so that should the worst happen, you've got something to fall back on. These are all good practices which will practically help to alleviate those risks. But you have to keep working on that little chimp that wants to make you fearful. And you know what fear stands for? False expectations appearing real. I think it was Mark Twain who once said, I've had many worries in my life, most of which never happened. And it's true, isn't it? We often have many worries in our lives of things that might happen, but they generally don't happen. Anyway, you got this far. You're clearly an entrepreneur. You're clearly able to create streams of income from assets because you've got this far. You're now considering whether or not to give up your job. This demonstrates that internally your brain is saying, I can do it. You just now need to take the launch and make it happen. And when you do, there's a massive benefit that will happen. Because suddenly your identity will be different. No longer will you see, will you see yourself as a, a wage slave or a, a rat in a rat race or a hamster in a hamster wheel or any other analogy you might choose. Now you are an independent individual living life on your terms, showing what you can do and being true to yourself. I think the grass is definitely greener. But what about you? What do you think? I look forward to finding out in due course what you decide. I'll speak to you very soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.